So welcome to episode 16. If you just joined, I'm Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and this is Robin at A Tired Witch on Instagram. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> I'm an happy morning for you, but it's definitely morning for us. <laughs> too early. <laughs> yeah, way too early. If you are new here with us, every single week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how basically it's going to affect you and how you can use it magically. And as we've been talking about, or I've been talking about, <laughs> like the last three episodes was that at some point here I was going to have to skip a lunar phase because it wasn't going to time up. And we've, we've made it. We've arrived. <laughs> um, the new moon comes out the day after the next episode comes out. So we'll talk about that then. So instead, I'm going to talk about the blue moon. Um, if you're unfamiliar yeah. what a blue moon is, it ha- it's when two lunar, full lo- moon phases, lunar phases, hello, hi, good morning, <laughs> um, when two full moons happen in a solar calendar month. So the first full moon is happening on the 1st of October. Well, as we all know, it happens for three days, but it's it's occurring on the first and then the second one is happening on the 31st so halloween sawing etc and Mm -hmm. these are really rare blue moons the expression like once in a blue moon comes about Mm -hmm. because a blue moon happens usually every two and a half years on average Mm mm-hmm and it's like, happens in october yeah so the last time it happened was March, I think, of 2018. That sounds mm-hmm. right, right? I think that was when it that happened. That does sound right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's been a while, and the reason blue moons are so important is or special is mm-hmm. because it's like a normal full moon, full moon, except for it's like turned up to 11. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So you normally get a full moon once a month, right? And it happening twice in a month is super rare, and it is basically mm-hmm. taking that heightened energy and making it even stronger and it's exciting and rare and fun and basically any single time that you want to really pump up the (laughs) pump up the magic just wait two and a half years for a blue moon (laughs) and do it then uh this is yeah. a great time for ritual sacrifice guys jot it down um get your knives <laughs> oh <my> out <laughs> um if you're, if you're turning 16 on october 31st this is going to be a very special dark baptism oh, no. <laughs> oh my god i'm kidding please and like literally the 15 year olds listening to us with their eyes wide open going i knew it <laughs> She is the supreme. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yes, blue moons are really rare and really wonderful. And basically, you take the normal heightened energy of the full moon and you just crank that shit up full volume. And then a little bit further, yeah, it is. Well, it's going to be crazy because October is already like 
you know, the veil is thinning and there's already so much extra energy going around and then you're throwing in the, like, the full moon twice. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a yeah. lot. You're going to feel, like, super emotional. But then, on the other hand, divination is going to be I amazing. I personally can't relate. I've actually never been emotional in my life. So, like, I don't really know where oh. that's coming from. <laughs> okay, cancer baby. Sure. I've actually never once you. had an emotion. So, like, I don't really know what you're talking about. Um, can't couldn't be me. I uh, can't relate. Uh, but yeah, just basically, this is the lunar phase that we literally only get once every two and a half ish years, give or take. Mm-hmm. And you should take advantage of that. So, focusing on working on magic that is needing extra care, extra attention, and you really feel needs that extra kick in the ass, this is the time. And I say, blue moon, go all out. Get your tiny little pebbles and cast your your circles that way. Maybe do a circle Mm -hmm. of like tea lights. Go wild. Go crazy. It's exotic. It's rare. I mean, go ham, man. Get your cloak and dagger. Like, go crazy. <laughs> Love Come it. Come on, Live witches, get crazy. Ritual sacrifice for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but so really, good. don't actually do that. Please don't hurt any animals or children or anything in the process. Thank you. No. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> or, you know, or do. It's your life. <laughs> So, if you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the cards. Hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions, or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. So, this week, we are talking about the tower reversed. Yes, not only are we switching it up with a reverse card this week, but with the worst one in the entire deck. You are welcome. Hey, now. <laughs> not the worst one. But definitely top five. (laughs) (laughs) On the image on the um, Rider Wade Smith deck, you see a tower being struck by lightning, fire pouring out of windows, and people flinging themselves out of the building. Very dramatic. (laughs) But so the universal meaning of this card when reversed is resisting change and trying to delay the inevitable. And so the way I view this card is more or less the same. You know that meme of the dog sitting in the room that is on fire saying, you know, everything's fine. That is this card (laughs) reversed. (laughs) It comes up in readings when someone is doing all they can not to fall apart. They are resisting change or they are in deep denial that anything is wrong. As much as we would like to avoid tower-like moments in our life, sometimes we have to say, well, this is shitty. This is a terrible situation, but I'm going to go through it to get through it and embrace and embrace the fall. When refusing to do that, everything just gets so much worse, you know, and that's what the card represents. The universe will literally flip your world upside down and shake you out of your comfort zone. It is honestly the worst feeling. It'll feel like everything, every single thing is going wrong. While yes, it does take time to navigate navigate out of tower-like situations, you'll usually find that they were like for the best after all and what you thought you needed and what you thought you um, wanted was actually something that wasn't serving you it is truly a kick in the ass from the universe to get on the right track 
So, Robin, how do you view this card? I was going to make like a toxic positivity joke right now, but I couldn't think of a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Tower Reverse to me is a self-assured like kind of bumpy road it is basically somebody who's on this sort of inner crusade and they're like i've got to do this but they're actually just causing way more damage than they are good Mm -hmm. you know like when somebody has the best of intentions but they are so up their own ass that they don't realize that the things they're doing are like really detrimental to like everyone around them it's kind Mm -hmm. of like our dear president um just so just jammed up their own ass that uh they don't realize that they're inflicting a lot of pain and it basically to me is somebody who is very brutal and hurtful with their words they are nasty and basically refusing to have a little word with themselves on how they're behaving and basically just how they exist in the world it mm-hmm. is that flipping your world upside down, right? And it is just bad. I hate it. Uh, usually I see this card uh, not necessarily in, well, it depends on the context, obviously, but usually it's a shows up as a validation for me that a toxic individual or situation in my life is not just me sort of, I don't know, reaching and being the mm-hmm. victim, but that they actually are kind of being shitty and i am seeing it the way that it actually is oh see for me that usually comes up as the six of wands reversed it means Mm. another person is being very egocentric and yeah that makes sense low-key ruining my life yeah it just uh, (laughs) because i i have i struggle a lot with um perceiving people i guess in the way that they actually are i struggle Mm -hmm. to i i often go into see the best in people yeah i'm very optimistic i try to mm-hmm. see the best in people and i'm somebody who oftentimes will be like maybe i'm not understanding where they're coming from and mm-hmm. so i'm just not perceiving the situation properly right and so yeah. if i do a reading on it and it's the tower reverse it's like oh no you are they suck um <laughs> they're a dick and you're entitled to that feeling not that i wouldn't have been entitled to that feeling to begin with but it is always just that kind of validation that um you know sometimes people don't deserve the benefit of the doubt <laughs> yeah you know what i, I mean definitely agree. yeah yeah <laughs> especially I since the, I, yeah <laughs> i hate this card uh, it's I mean, so it does, funny it, because our me too but our definitions are like completely different but they both like suck <laughs> yeah but isn't that the whole point of the segment yeah 100 percent. see <laughs> we don't agree all the time and that's okay. Um, that's yeah. part of what makes you stronger. <laughs> I want to like start singing right now, but I'm not gonna like you know p- put our poor listeners into that position. Like I know you listen to me sing all the time, and I'm sure she can verify that it's very bad. <laughs> no, she is talented. Don't let her lie to you. Don't let her Thanks, lie. Mom. <laughs>
So, we all love spooky season, especially witches, and a lot of new witches get started around this time. You'll find that, though, after November, a lot of witches tend to drop off the radar and never practice again, or... Wait to drag all their spooky stuff out come next season. This is who we call seasonal witches. That's what Maria and I, (laughs) for the record, refer to as seasonal witches. Um, I don't think that's like a coined phrase. And so if you're like, never heard of it, it's probably because her and I have just said it so much to each other that we think it's a (laughs) phrase we've heard outside of like our own conversations so we yes. might have made that up <laughs> yeah I yeah I do think that is the case <laughs> but we're gonna talk about like how to avoid falling into that seasonal witch trope of like when you're only practice for this time around this time of year and then all of a sudden come November you're like well, <laughs> well I no actually, longer feel like practicing <laughs> I'm gonna get out the Christmas decoration so I'm actually actually father christmas now Um, that's the thing a lot of like witches cannot make the leap from going to like you know spooky divination and stuff like that into something that's like more like hearth witchery you know like yeah hearth and home like making you know finding comfort magically in a time of basically the crone time of year yeah does that make sense Yeah. yeah winter is a cold mistress man Mm -hmm. Uh, It affects a lot of us. First and foremost, I think there's nothing wrong with you not having a super dedicated practice. There's nothing wrong with being a casual witch. We don't want anybody listening to this to think that we're like, oh, you're not doing a ritual four times a week? You're a bad (laughs) witch. Like, no, that's not not, it. In that case, I'm a bad witch because I do not do (laughs) rituals There's nothing wrong with being extra spiritual (laughs) in a time in which we are are in a spooky season and divination is great at this time. And similarly, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, depending on your cultural background, remembering the dead and stuff like that, this might align with that. And so there's nothing wrong with being, you know, extra in touch with your spirituality during this time of the year over other times of the year. Nothing yeah, wrong with 100, it. If you are, 100%. Even if you like are for a seasonal myself. witch, yeah, if you are a seasonal witch, it's fine. Like we're not trying to shit on you. We're trying to yeah. give tips to avoid that if that's what you want. So just to preface. Yes, <laughs> yes. just to preface. Because <laughs> even me, like during this time of year, I do feel more into my witchy element. But mm-hmm. when I go forth into the other months, I know that I am still like a witch, even if I don't do like spell work or anything for a week or more. Right. Yeah. So. Let's talk about tips and tricks, shall we? Yes, let's do it. First and foremost, um, I think that um, like my own personal whatever is focusing on your own wheel of the year. This can be one that comes off of the pagan wheel of the year if you want to, or your own internalized wheel of the year. Um, which did that's going to vary depending on where you live, what your social life is like, what your home life is life is like, etc. And finding ways mm-hmm. to incorporate your practice into your personal wheel of the year. So moving past, you know, spooky season and going into mm-hmm. winter season, start focusing on those things. So what do you normally do every year at Christmas time? Let's say I can't answer mm-hmm. that for you. Only you can answer that question. 
what is your normal wintertime routine, if you will, right? And incorporate a little bit of magic into that. That's what I would start mm-hmm. with. Maybe that yeah. is decorating differently or learning the properties of the mm-hmm. things that you do bring into your home, like cedar, juniper, uh, mistletoe, yule, I don't know, other shit that in <laughs> that, that looks like Christmas. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And then I also like, especially around that time, around, you know, that time of year, I really, I do concentrate on like kitchen witchery because, you know, mm. cooking during the Chrome part of the year is very like, um, like we're cooking huge meals or cooking comfort food, you know, put yeah. a, like stir your like stews clockwise add yeah. ingredients with intention it just it's really you know it's like standing over a cauldron and like putting stuff in it make it fun you know yeah, yeah. it's it, it, i'm trying to think how to word this but it doesn't need to be super elaborate there are no, several no, paths it does not. that are very ritual based path based paths right mm-hmm. but unless you're like philema like you don't mm-hmm. need to be hyper, you know, ritualized if you don't want to. Yeah, and like that no, I kind completely of the, agree. You you can do a little bit at a time. I know in our Discord, for example, we often mention to our patrons like a simple way to just connect with your guides every day. For example, mm-hmm. is pull one tarot card, just one, a single mm-hmm. card, and sit with it. Shit. Pull it once a week and just sit with it and look at it and think about it. Think about what that means. Think about like all the concepts of it. What's the symbolism in it? What's the colors, the numerology? I mean, just that little act can connect you back into your path or keep you connected on your path really simply. It doesn't need to be... Mm this grand elaborate thing like sure maybe you're not going to be witch of the woods with beautiful photo shoots and stuff like that during winter time but you know that's that's the superficial stuff right Mm -hmm. 100 percent and and there's nothing wrong with the superficial stuff right but Mm -hmm. that's the superficial stuff so let's instead focus on the actual practice and just do little things simple little things you know it doesn't need to be deep. Books <laughs> and movies make it seem like that you have to have everything look perfect. You have to have, you right. know, everything has to be perfect. But once, you know, this is unrealistic. We as mm-hmm. humans are messy and imperfect. And your practice and spell work is going to be too. You like when you go to a spell and it's not perfect. You know what? You're making it personal. You're making mm-hmm. it your own. You And that's important. I know Maria and I have talked about before, I don't know if we talked about it here, but we've definitely talked about it again in the patron (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, about making your own correspondence and kind of how you do that intuitively over time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And this is a great time to start practicing that stuff, looking at Mm -hmm. the baseline correspondence and building from there. Because the fact of the matter is, is a lot of this information that is very easily accessible on social media and online Mm -hmm. is based off of, you know, a very European traditional sort of craft, right? And that might not work for you. So maybe during the wintertime, 
start exploring your own ancestry and kind of what your wheelhouse is like and diving deeper into that. Even if you aren't actively practicing your witchcraft every day, having an invested interest in your own wheelhouse will only serve mm-hmm. you later. Yeah. And, you know, starting a new practice is so exciting and empowering. But then all of a sudden, like when November comes around, it becomes like this huge monstrous task because we find out that we still have to learn. We have to hold ourselves <laughs> accountable for learning. We find out that which nice book that we read wasn't enough. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we find out, you know, witchcraft isn't about instant gratification. You right. still have to keep reading. You still have to look up things when you feel confused. Do the work. Hold yourself accountable. Utilize the resources you have available. There's so many different means to attaining, like, information nowadays. Thanks to the web. 19 years ago... All I had was seriously a library, which had only books on like history and a single shelf at a bookstore. And that was it. My wow, options are very years limited. Ago, all I had was depression. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I watched I had, the craft and I wanted to do some research. So that's I what had, I did. I <laughs> Kabbalah tarot deck I got from an outlet mall. So I pretty much had my shit together 19 years ago. So <laughs> drop that down. <laughs> but, but like, it's yeah, true ahead. though. It doesn't need to be this like, grand thing that you have to have all these tools and you have to be instagram worthy like maria and i both are artists i went to art Mm -hmm. university she's a professional photographer we are both artists (laughs) don't (laughs) use our social media as a standard for what your practice needs to look like like that's because we are both visual people and so therefore Mm -hmm. Our space is going to always be look prettier because we have the literal knowledge and tools to make it aesthetically pleasing for the eye. Uh, yeah. That's something that I take passion take in. away from your own practice. Exactly. That's something I take passion in. That's something I know Maria takes passion in because we're artists. That does not mean that your altar, as an example, needs to be this picture perfect thing. Your altar, for example, might in your practice be more uh, important to have balance it might be important to have you know uh, herbs from your garden it might be more important Mm -hmm. to just have books that you have read and like a minimal amount of tools somebody in our discord I don't remember who at this moment and so if you're listening I'm really sorry I don't remember which one of you it was um, has a their altar fits in an Altoid tin literally and she pulls it out and it's this whole like cloth and crystals and it's a whole thing but she fits it quite literally into an Altoid tin and <laughs> that is so cute it's so cute as soon as I saw that I was like hmm I will be making one <laughs> um, but Thanks. you you could be doing that too and don't use social media ever for any aspect of life as the standard that you feel you need to keep up because my altar for example maria's altar for example is Mm -hmm. not a reflection what you see on social media of our practice what we do on our practice is private (laughs) intimate and Mm -hmm. is literally between us and our own like path our own guides our own ancestors deities whomever and Mm -hmm. don't use social media as a marker for what you think you need to keep up with 
because you're going to burn out regardless of what you do with your life, whether it's witchcraft or fucking beach volleyball, it is never going to be something that you can attain based off of social media because it is a small percentage of what somebody's actually doing behind the scenes. Yeah, like I do think separating social media from your practice is a huge step and separating social media from your life is a huge step. Right. You should not hold yourself up to unattainable standards when you first get started. There is no, an energy God, no. that you have to know how to do everything right away but it takes time and it especially takes time to find out how best to do things magically in your personal way and in a way that resonates with you i mean the way that i practice magic has like evolved and changed like mm-hmm. a lot throughout the years and it actually it wasn't until my 30s that i did make it like deeply personal in a way that where my practice is like, I know is 100% serving me in a way that mm-hmm. is making me a better person. It's a journey. Does that make it's sense? It's 100% a journey. It is. And like, mm-hmm. it, really, the main thing I want to say is don't use social media as a standard. I know that I post and Maria posts our altars, right, online. But what you mm-hmm. don't see is that I have two other altars that never get shown on social media mm-hmm. ever and and they never will and if you hear this and you ask me i'm just gonna block you so don't even ask (laughs) um but there are other aspects of uh, people's paths that don't get shared because they're very intimate they're very private and they're not for the internet Mm -hmm. so don't use it as a standard instead start learning about what you want for yourself what interests you read yeah remember why you started and you started you know you started this path because it empowers you it makes you feel like you can take on the world do spells that help navigate your problems outside of your practice and when you see real change happening you will get hooked you'll still keep doing it exactly it just take it easy be nice to yourself and read read as much as you can i know that we've said this before i'm gonna say it again Get a freaking library card and go to your local <laughs> library. It's free. And there's online resources yes. where you can tap into yes, the, entire, the entire database. And you can get yeah. ebooks on there for free. And they're legally sourced. There is no reason that we can't go to the library, get a library card, and read. If you can, they've got yeah. audiobooks on there. If you're somebody who struggles to focus mm-hmm. in reading, I know I do. I listen to audiobooks all the time. <laughs> there are so many options that are so mm-hmm. accessible. Read, find what, you know, ignite your spark. Read about your own ancestry and your own wheelhouse and go with it. Yeah, Don't and compare definitely to other people. <laughs> Yeah. And keep your reading varied. Do not like just stick to one thing because you'd be Mm -hmm. very surprised about if you start exploring other different types of witchcraft that something might resonate with you. But please be respectful. But please be respectful. (laughs) Please be respectful. You, I personally believe that you should read everything that you possibly can get your hands on. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it is not going to resonate with you. You're never going to use it and it's going to be a flop. (laughs) But you learn something from it. And learning something from it means that you can apply that knowledge to other things that you read about, other things in your own practice that can help you grow. And it it, just read. Please read. (laughs) Please. Read. Read. Please read. (laughs) 
Get a library card, guys. It's great. I used one for years. I don't have a local library near me right now because I live in the friggin' woods. But when I lived in San Francisco (laughs) for 10 years, uh, you can best believe I went to the local library every week. So it's free. Yeah. It's accessible. And especially in 2020, when we have the online database, you don't even have to go in. Yeah, (laughs) especially because like a lot of I know libraries, especially in the South, do not have like a metaphysical section Mm -hmm. and new age section. So like having that online resource is amazing. And you can request them too. So like you on at your local library, you can request them to put books in the database so you can say like hey guys i really want the cunningham encyclopedia of magical herbs right mm-hmm. i literally just looked to the side and saw that book and so i read <laughs> um <laughs> I, I want that book can you get it for me they'll either bring it to your local library as soon as they can um or mm-hmm. they can direct you to how you can find it online um, mm-hmm. through the library so that way you can get an ebook. And I just just yep. implore you to read as much as you can. It's wintertime. You can't go outside and be a sexy sexy in your little bikini. <laughs> so instead be a snuggy snuggy with a book. <laughs> <laughs> or an audio book. Do that kitchen witchery. <laughs> or even documentaries. There's a lot of documentaries that, that Ooh, talk about yes, things I like I love documentaries. And YouTube people, YouTube personalities. Watch them. Yeah. Yes. Do it. Yes. Except for some YouTube people. I'm not going to yeah, name any names, but there's a few of you out there that I'm like, keep your wildfire witchcraft to yourself. <laughs> anyway. I, I, <laughs> well, I do want to mention one witchy YouTuber that you should be watching, and it's yeah. Mint Fairy. She's amazing. Yes. She's yes, like you should the most love pure Mint Fairy. You should in kiss her. World. Oh, she's amazing. Just she's go so watch knowledgeable her and she's so kind and she says things in a way that is so easy to digest. Mm-hmm. I love her 100%. so much. I know we had her as our very first guest on here. If you haven't already listened to that episode, you should go listen to it because she's a literal mm-hmm. angel. Um, yeah, I second that. <laughs> Min Fairy, 12 out of okay, 10. Okay. We, we kiss. Yeah. <laughs> So, Robin, what is stirring your cauldron right now? Why do you sound like a sex worker when you say that? <laughs> I love it. It's a very sexy phone you sex. You will not uh, take it away from me. Listen, I, will do it every I am episode. rock fucking hard right now. <laughs> uh, speaking of, no, I'm just, nope. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm like going to gross all of our listeners out. Uh, <laughs> what is stirring my culture this week is protecting my own yes. energy and working on, mm-hmm. not working on, that's the wrong word, uh, creating reinforced boundaries. Um, I was being a bit of a pissy crybaby on the internet last week. Uh, if anybody missed that, that's for your own benefit. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm just re-reminding myself basically that it's that I like have got this shit and that I'm fine. And it's doing more meditating, doing more grounding and just doing shadow work and stuff to stop being such a pissy crybaby. I was being a pissy crybaby last week and I did not like that version of myself because I am not a pissy crybaby uh, as a human person. Um, 
I make fun of pissy crybabies because I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough. I'm a tough guy. <laughs> um, I I know you can't see it, but I just like did like this like boxer stance when I said did that. You, so. I'll say, did you take us to the gun show? I did, did you take us? actually. So everyone, you now know that you have been <laughs> taken to the gun show. <laughs> Admire me accordingly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's for me, what I, is stirring my cauldron right now is just reminding myself that I'm a badass bitch. I'm the baddest witch in town. And just being grounded and not letting other people affect yeah. me because other people's opinions of me are none of my business. And mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter. I, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. No. It doesn't You're the matter. supreme anyways. It was I true. Mean... I am actually the supreme. So that is actually true. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no problem but like but i definitely i, I definitely agree yeah Sorry, it's no you're good i just instagram has been really mean to me the last week and i let that get to me which is so stupid and so instead of continuing to be upset about it i've been just focusing on the things i can control like protecting my own energy grounding mm-hmm. and just being myself and that's all i can be right yeah <laughs> So that's yeah, just my cauldron this week is just being protecting my own energy, which is important. It's yeah. important for all of us. And especially when you do things like social media, whether you have five followers or five million followers, there's always going to be that air of vulnerability and people aren't always going to like what you put out and that's okay. And I need to remember that. And so, yeah, that's what's stirring my cauldron is yeah. the fact that I remembered that, you know, other people's opinions don't fucking matter. <laughs> Yeah, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, having like that, you know, distinction between social media and real life, I just, especially around this time of year, I really have to like avoid, like I go on, my I do go on like Instagram and social media to do what I need to do, and I respond to as many people as I can, but I am. Unfortunately, I do not have the time to like devote myself 120% to social media. So you know I do what, have though? to concentrate my life outside. Not unfortunately. And I don't even like that word actually saying unfortunately <laughs> in regards to that because uh, we're human beings, um, not robots programmed to respond to everybody. And we do the best that we absolutely can. I know I do. I know yeah. Maria does too. But we're just straight up oh, not yes. going to get to everybody. We get a lot of messages every day. We're doing our best. So just I'm not saying be nice to us because, you know, we've got it hard. Oh, influencers. What a difficult yeah. life. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to say don't take it personally because we're not trying to be rude to you. We're doing our best. Yeah, like, so we, please be understanding. Yeah, we literally do not have personal assistance. Like we do. We, it's just we us. We yeah, do a very common misconception. Yeah. Influencers do like it, Instagram doesn't pay us to be there. I don't know why people think <laughs> that. I don't Anyway, I don't want to like go into a whole tangent. Is protecting my energy, reminding myself that I am a badass bitch. And that dumb incels yeah. on the internet don't affect me. Um, yes. And I love and that. boundaries are important. Boundaries, boundaries are, are important. so important. And I love so that for important. me. Please use boundaries. <laughs> Utilize boundaries. Boundaries are healthy. Yes. Boundaries yes, are normal. Are. Have People them, hate them, them, but them. guess what? It'll make you feel so much better. 
And so people much not better. liking you creating boundaries is a reflection of them, not a reflection of you. So jot that down, put yes. it in your pocket, and take it home. <laughs> <laughs> So, Maria, in my least sex worker voice alive, what is <laughs> not stirring your cauldron this week? Oh, thank you for asking. <laughs> so, what isn't stirring my cauldron is turfs apparently are claiming the word witch. I didn't even know this Yikes! was a thing until J.K. Rowling posted a photo of herself in a shirt about being a witch that doesn't burn. But after some like research, it is. It's a thing i was already you know hugely disappointed in her before this even began to due to her anti-trans stance and i want to make it perfectly clear just like now she and other turfs are saying that they are part of our community and a community (laughs) mind you that is filled with so many amazing souls with many different gender identities who deserve this space like i get Mm -hmm. it there's always going to be bad people in every community including ours but regardless that energy and mentality isn't welcome in a community where people are using their personal magic to step into the power or to reclaim it from people in situations that have taken it from them this goes especially for trans witches who have been through hell and are finally finding an ounce of freaking happiness in through their practice you already destroyed part of their childhood by being a closed-minded bigot so you don't get to say that you are a part of our community a community that is constantly fighting against hate and warped views only to spread your hate and warped views you don't get to use your trauma that was inflicted on you by cis men to hurt a marginalized group of people who are hurting enough you are finally they have finally found a place and a space where they feel welcomed and loved and you are not going to take that from them period each girl preach yeah Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wish i had something to add there but i feel like you like fucking nailed it and now, now you need Thank to take you. us to the gun show <laughs> oh i'm taking you you can't see it right now <laughs> no i completely I agree with very... everything maria just said yeah. uh if you're a fucking turf and you're listening to this uh why like we've made a very clear stance on where we stand since the get-go this is a pro black lives matter pro pro lgbtqia plus uh podcast uh pro basically all the really liberal shit so if you are not that what are you doing here man get out of here i've stayed all the time on social media if you're like following me and you believe in like (laughs) anti any of that rhetoric fuck off like what are you doing here i just it's like laughable so angry it makes me so angry so angry i just don't hurt my babies Uh, don't hurt my babies don't hurt them fuck fuck you i will fight you we don't claim them uh thousand percent fuck jk rowling turfs are disgusting i feel like there's not a lot more that needs to be said there fuck them no no (laughs) yep Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) 
well, sweet tiny babies, after that rant, let's move on to something <laughs> a little lighter. <laughs> uh, oh, they live for you're, it. Yeah, if you're new here with us, we talk about creators that we are loving right now. These are non-paid for sponsorships or ads. They never will be. If you DM us asking to be on here, I'm going to kick you right in the eyeball. Direct, I'm going to use my big toe and I'm going to put it in your eye. And then I'm going to block you. Um, please don't ever ask us that. These will never be paid for ads. Uh, I can't believe I keep on having to say this. <laughs> uh, that being said, Maria, who's the first creator that you are super loving right now? So I'm actually going to mention a book. And it's um, Llewellyn's Book of Co- Correspondences. And it's like this huge book. It's humongous. It is a textbook. But <laughs> like it has literally every single correspondence that you can think of you want to look up protection it not only gives you protection but it tells you different types of herbs and crystals you can use for specific um like protection work like if you want psychic protection there's herbs for that there's crystals for that it's just it is humongous and it has every it's a big boy it's a big boy (laughs) (laughs) but it literally has anything and everything you can think of. Um, now it's all like, I loved the Scott Cunningham encyclopedia of like herbs and stuff. But this book, this correspondence book, like it's a book that they drew from all different types of like authors from the past. Like, and it's just all the resources in one, including Scott Cunningham stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, that's really well. Good. Love that so much. Um, I actually have that book coming my way because after I saw it on the list for our little <laughs> whatever for this week, our little mm-hmm. schedule, I was like, well, "What's that?" And so I bought it. <laughs> so I will have that soon as well. <clears throat> okay. Who so, I? Robin. Yeah, who I am loving this week? Uh, you love it. You love it. Oh, I'm loving. Oh, oh, girl. Uh, I'm loving Witch Swap <laughs> this week. Uh, I've always loved Witch Swap. I know that I've promoted Same. them for a while on my social media love because Witch I Swap. genuinely love Witch Swap and I love mm-hmm. kind of the idea behind it. Basically, the creator, Jane, who is an absolute angel, lived in a rural area and not a lot of witches around her, right? So she mm-hmm. created a pen paling service that you could sign up for and you can write letters or send care packages to like randomly assigned people. So that way you can basically build your own community, if you will, of people while also like so giving cute. and getting. And I think it's so cute yeah. and so important. And as somebody who lives in a super rural area myself, mm-hmm. I live for the idea of it. And mm-hmm. I know I've mentioned Witch Swap probably at least once in the past, even in passing on here. But if you're not already following Witch Swap, um, or if you are a solitary practitioner who feels a little isolated, I really recommend following them and even potentially signing up because I think the mm-hmm. program is important and cool and something that really has this opportunity to bring us as a community together. And Mm -hmm. going back to kind of our earlier discussion of keeping up with your practice to avoid being a seasonal Mm -hmm. witch, why not get excited about having a cool witchy pen pal and working through stuff together, whether that's writing letters or 
sending care packages. I just think it's cool. It's important. And if you have the affordability to send care packages, for example, I think Mm -hmm. it's cool. And I think you should do it. And yeah, I think it's great. Everyone should sign up for it. Go look at Witchwap. I think they're incredible. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like to get like packages in the mail? I mean, it's addicting and it's so much fun. Especially not knowing what you're receiving. I mean, that's exciting. That's the thing, right? So I filled out, I did did it once, right? Uh, Jane actually Uh sent me a package so that way I could do the whole experience and review it, right? This Mm -hmm. was like almost a year ago now. Um, And they have you fill out a whole questionnaire about your own practice. So that way the person who gets you as like a, you know a care package swap person knows a little bit about you, about what you like, and therefore can get an idea of what kind of stuff to send you. Yeah. It's so cool. Like I love it. I really, really think you guys should look into it and possibly even sign up at the bare minimum, follow them because she also shares a bunch of really useful information and it's just a really great Mm -hmm. community. And I think you should look at it. (laughs) Do it. We hope you guys all enjoy this episode and we hope to see you on October 16th for our 17th episode. So keep an eye out on our Instagrams and our Twitters. You can follow us there. Uh, Yeah, on both. (laughs) Our Twitter is Coffee Cauldrons and I try my best to keep it updated, but we'll see. I'm not that great at it, but you should follow us there anyway. Or even better, you can join us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on our Patreon, so we can answer your questions next time. Yes, and you'll get to hear our lovely voices for an additional 30 minutes for being on the Patreon tier, casting and up. Yes, and again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from Addie Tired Witch on Instagram. And Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Okay. One, One two, <laughs> two, three. three. <laughs> Bye, Bye, witches. witches. <laughs> That's stupid lag. I hate the lag. <laughs> <laughs>